0: Welcome to What in the Shiba? I just want a theme song, goddammit. But welcome to What in the Shiba with Suchi and Ed. We're
1: just two Asian
0: Americans talking
1: shit about shit. But, I was not expecting a but, jingle. But
0: really, for weeks, I've been trying to get a jingle for us without, you know, like doing what it ourselves. And yeah, you would think it would be easy because, like, all I want is, like, an old school radio style, like, three second jingle. What in the Shiba? Yeah, like, you know, when they're like. Star 106.2, yeah, yeah, yeah. like one of those, when it's like, what in the Shiba? Uh, I think
1: it like older, like, ba 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 like big, that kind, kind of thing. Of, like somewhere in the mix, band yeah. kind of thing.
0: Kind of like with a little bit of harmonizing on the Shiba part, you know? It's like someone says, what in the, and then like three people are like, Shiba. Ba, da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. You know gonna what? We're just going to have to record it one of these times.
1: I'm sure there's people out there <laughs> that could do it. I mean, it's not us, yeah. clearly.
0: Unless you want there to be some sort of out of tune cello in the background uh, while we sing. Oh, you know, my, might need my
1: younger sister played trumpet for like two years in junior high. I think she could dust it off.
0: I can do trumpet. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I think we just found a we new stand. thing. Yeah.
1: We're so talented.
0: What <laughs> it happened? What's I, happening? Okay.
1: Hi Ed. <laughs> sweating. I am sweating too
0: oh laughing too much Hi, how, Ed, how was your week it was good great it's good how was yours
1: oh good my cheeks hurt um it was my daughter's birthday oh so we had her family party this weekend because then she's gonna have her friend's party
0: next friend's week. school party
1: um we had just dinner with my parents and my family and my sister's family it was very very cute at a
0: restaurant at a house who cooked
1: Uh, We went out to a restaurant called Sunday Gravy in Inglewood.
0: Mm, Italian.
1: Yes, oh my God, it's so good. If you're ever out in Inglewood and you want Italian, it's delicious, it's so, so good. It's the only thing my daughter wanted. She didn't wanna go anywhere else, she didn't wanna eat anything else, she didn't wanna do anything else, that's exactly where we went. And then we had Father's Day the next day, and my husband, I was like, where do you want to go to
0: brunch? Sunday gravy. No, no, thank God. <laughs> that would have been hilarious.
1: I was like, what do you want for brunch? I can cook at home. We can go out. Like, anything you want. He goes, you know what I really want to do? I was like, what? He's like, I want to go to Chili's. I was like, Chili's? Ew. <laughs> That's what I said. Ew. I'd never been to Chili's. Where
0: did Rory grow up? In Utah?
1: No, in uh, D.C. Oh yeah,
0: I know. That's crazy. And
1: I, but I asked him. I was like, "When was the last time you had chilies?" He's like, "At least twenty five years ago." And I was like, "Why do you want to go there now?" He's like, "I think I saw a video on TikTok, and it just entered my subconscious, and now I can't stop thinking about that it."
0: Goddamn, baby back rib song got in his head.
1: That's the first thing he started singing <laughs> the second we walked in. Yeah, I told you. And he ordered them. <laughs> oh, um,
0: were they good? No, I always... no,
1: no, no. Of course not. I didn't, but I didn't have any expectation that they would be. I had like, they, I don't know. I'm going to talk about that. That is whole. all. Like, I everything was fried, actually. everything. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It could have well, been much, bad. much worse. It was it's good. just so bland. They, no, it wasn't at all. Really? No. And I don't know if they stepped up because it was father's day. I don't know, but it was not that bad. I mean, I had the fajitos. I did not like them.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was going in a different direction.
1: <laughs> but they had like those chicken fingers and they had like fried Mexican style egg rolls and like sliders and stuff like, like stuff that you get like, like a bar. And I was yep, like, those okay, are all the things that, like
0: if you fuck those up.
1: Right. But if that's what you're going for, that's what you want, yes. then you're going to be happy with what you get. Also, yeah. I got a margarita that was at least this big.
0: Yeah, well I, I that's, like, that's hands. where people like, what really go to app, fuck? like chilies and apple. I had no idea, i would I'd never been. Yeah, happy hour specials.
1: I had no idea. I was like, does this thing come with a fucking diving board? It's humongous. I was like, oh my God, I had to take a two hour nap. <laughs> father's day I was like that was fun good night sugar crash (laughs) done I was drunk and I was yeah crashing on sugar I was like this is so gnarly I was like what is happening (laughs) my daughter's like you look sleepy I was like oh my god and so basically I just ate all weekend I was like I'm I I don't want to eat for a while this is all I did and I was like I feel gross and lethargic and greasy and it's no but.
0: offense but that stuff is just like wasted calories oh
1: dude tell me and i mean money. I absolutely uh. okay no but the thing about the money though it was so inexpensive at chili's i couldn't believe it we left we paid 67 dollars. oh
0: my god you know how many like delicious donuts i could buy with 67 i know but for a
1: family of no, four true, to true. go out to eat for 67 dollars, i, I think, was like what i, I think that's right.
0: on par with what mcdonald's is now
1: i think so i don't know maybe for a family of four probably. i hear it's like
0: 10 to $15 per person. That's 60 bucks. I
1: couldn't believe it. I like, I, I laughed. I was like, Oh my God, I got away with getting you father. Wow, that included and your seven- margarita? Yes. That's what I said. I was like, did they put everything on the bill? He's like, everything was on the bill. I was like, oh,
0: cause that well, margarita well, alone was probably like 10, 10 12, 12 bucks.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, for the money that you spend for the food that you expect, it was
0: fine. Chili's, if you're watching this, it should be your new slogan. Chili's, <laughs> the new McDonald's.
1: <laughs> Chili's, it's pretty okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Work. It's delicious for how cheap it is. I
1: couldn't stop saying welcome to Chili's. <laughs> welcome to Chili's. Everywhere I went, welcome to Chili's. Welcome I to want Chili's. my baby back, baby Chili's. <laughs> 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 see? Yes. Everything's a jingle. Yeah. We should, you're right. Jingles are important.
0: Jingles they are very, very important. important. Look, yeah. I mean, that was like, what, 23, five years ago that yeah. jingle was.
1: They've been around since 1975. Because you
0: know what I remember about Chili's is that time that Sync did the baby that baby bag song yeah and NSYNC was like 25 30 years ago like that's crazy
1: I love them um but yeah that was my weekend it was just filled with eating and more eating so it was great
0: um I went I used to work with this girl she lived in Iowa and you know being a foodie I just like talk about food all the time and she was like you know she told me this one time she was like we got the whole town got excited when an applebee's came in i was like i was like applebee's i was like oh my god that's so gross and she's like yeah she's like we just have like nothing so like applebee's was like the it thing and i just felt i've never felt sadder for a person
1: well i think i think because we live in la like we're probably very spoiled or like you know there are places that don't have ethnic foods or foods beyond you know those kinds of things. So that's like their exposure to.
0: Yeah. But like, even when I used to live in Philly, it wasn't that filled with as much ethnic foods, but like, boy, did Philly know how to eat food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, they weren't the fattest city in America for a really long time for no reason. You know what I mean? I don't think they are anymore. But when I was like in high school, middle school, it used to be. It was like top two for a really long time. And it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like TikTok is just discovering what pizza fries are now.
1: What is pizza fries? I mean, I can imagine fries that have pizza toppings on them.
0: Yeah, that's literally it. It's just (laughs) sauce, mozzarella cheese. Sometimes it has other toppings like pepperonis and stuff. But like when I was a kid and one of the times like.
1: You've had this since you were a kid?
0: Yes. i never heard of it. So like in Philadelphia, like all those times my mom would leave me home alone. Like for a month at a time to go to Korea. So crazy. Yeah. There were, one of my favorite things to do was this local pizza shop by me, every Monday used to have $5 large pizzas. Mm-hmm. So, like, I That's would order a good deal. It was a great It was such a good deal <laughs> that every Monday while my mom was gone, I would order like two pizzas because it's 10 bucks. Yeah. And then I would order two pizza fries on top of it. So, I would literally eat pizza fries and pizza at the same time. And that is why Philadelphia was such a fat city. Wow. We, Philadelphia loves pizza toppings on stuff. We put cheese like, whiz
1: and stuff, right?
0: Cheese. I was gonna say government cheese because <laughs> historical facts. You know, if you know about the cheese in the caves, yeah. The what? Cheese in the caves.
1: Is that a euphemism, or is it like literal no, it cheese was, in literally caves? Literally,
0: <laughs> the U.S. government has cheese cheese in caves.
1: What? Why? Why? So, because like, back storage? in the
0: day, you know, like back in like the early 1900s or whatever it was, dairy was subsidized to help the dairy farmers. Okay. And they produced so much dairy, they didn't know what to do with it. So it turned into cheese. Now they were sitting on all this cheese that they didn't know what to do with. So they put them in the caverns because it's like cold, damp, yeah. and it would hold. And then they just like were never able to get rid of this cheese, which is why government cheese became a thing because they started offloading all uh, of this cheese.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Is it all gone now?
0: From the myth? No really Yeah. apparently <laughs> there was so much surplus of cheese that even to this day no
1: we have to find out we're gonna have to fact check this we'll get back to you because i need to know where <laughs> is, is this cavern i
0: must go there but either way back in philadelphia we used to put cheese like that cheese with stuff on everything you
1: lactose intolerant like really bad
0: this might be the reason why oh my god you like, built it <laughs> when you're like in your teens and stuff you're not lactose oh my god. you know what i mean Like when I was in high school, we used to have this, oh my God, Philadelphia, the East Coast has diners, yeah. which like I wish LA had. Yeah, We have like the, what was that? The Hungry Pancake or whatever downtown. That's like the only 24 hour diner that I know of in LA. But in Philadelphia, there's like 24 hour diners everywhere and they're delicious. And have you ever seen Silver Lining Playbook?
1: No, I don't see movies.
0: The one with (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence and... Bradley Brad Cooper. Cooper you know what yeah. I'm talking about though right mm-hmm. I've I think, heard of it I think it's the movie that like helped catas- yeah, you know
1: catapult both yeah. of them yeah
0: mm-hmm. but they shot this diner scene at the diner me and my friends used to go to in high school oh that's so like cute. yeah I don't really care about that as much but when we were in high school we used to go to the diner and we'd go there at like midnight on like school days you know Cause my mom couldn't control me. And, uh, I would literally eat gravy for disco fries is what they were called. Oh, I've
1: heard of disco fries. Yeah.
0: So disco it's fries, like poutine, right? It but is without poutine. the cheese,
1: without the cheese curds,
0: without the cheese curds. But in Philadelphia, they would just substitute it with cheese whiz. Oh, so It was man. gravy and cheese whiz.
1: God, this conversation alone is going to make me constipated for a it week. It sounds Jesus.
0: so gross, <laughs> but it is so, good. It is so Wait, good. So
1: fries, gravy and cheese whiz. Mm-hmm. That sounds
0: Fucking delicious. It sounds gross and delicious at the same time. The gravy just adds this umami-ness to the cheese. Oh,
1: my God. Regional fry combinations. That should be an episode. Oh, man. That's going to be a good one.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Fry (laughs) toppings. There's a place in downtown that literally just does that. They do? Yeah, there's a place downtown. I forget what it's called. I saw it one late night at like one o'clock in the morning going through Yelp because I was hungry. (laughs) Is that what you do? (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 because I hadn't eaten yet. So Uh I was like, I'm going to order something. So I'm like scrolling through. And I found this one place. It was like all they do is just toppings on fries. There's like a fajita fries. There's like Pugogi fries. I go
1: There's there. like, okay, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Um, I think that's fun. That sounds amazing.
0: But yeah, so chili's fun
1: the man doesn't ask for a lot. Yeah. He yeah. still didn't yeah. <laughs> you know he's he did a very it. simple guy. Yeah. He doesn't want a lot of stuff and he's just like, I just feel like I just want to go there. And he was actually really happy and I was like, kids are happy. Had a margarita the size of my head. Everything's fine. It was, it was fine. Family was fun. Key. And then my parents, oh then I forgot. Then my parents came over to my sister's house and we did father's day for my dad and we ate tacos. That same day. I was like oh, That someone God, made? I, no, Catered. we got from Benny's or something. I was like, I'm so full. Oh, I'm that's still, a lot of me. So, there's so much leftover everything. And I'm like, Ugh.
0: You should have brought them here.
1: <laughs> I know I should have. We could have eaten
0: them on camera. But uh no, it's funny because you guys also went to Sunday Gravy. Yes. Which is also an East Coast terminology.
1: Yes. So I was telling my sister, I was like, We're gonna go to Sunday gravy, uh, you know, for my daughter's birthday, and she's like What is it? Like meatloaf and stuff? And I was like, no, 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 it's Italian. And she's like, why? I'm like, I think that people on the East Coast, they make their Sunday gravy. Like their Nona's, their Italian grandmas call it their gravy. They they don't call it tomato sauce. We don't call
0: it tomato sauce, especially in Philadelphia, because like Philadelphia is like the ethnic food in Philadelphia is like Italian food. Very Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Jewish food and stuff like that. Gino's
1: cheese steaks and stuff, right? That's like a big thing.
0: Italian, a lot of Greek food, a lot of Jewish food and um yeah they we call it gravy it's tomato sauce like you're yeah just gravy but for me father's day is a little awkward you i know? bet because uh, this father's day sometimes like many times on father's days i like to give shout outs to single mothers of course but i also like we talked about last episode have this weird thing with coming off fake and because like my mom and i aren't in the we're getting there, but like we're not in a very calm waters peace place. So I just like felt like it was a little fake. And then yeah. at around like five PM, I was like, no, I should post something. So I storied it. Yeah, I saw
1: that. But
0: other than that, it was just uh
1: Father's Day is like weird. It's Did, always been like
0: a weird day for me. Do you have
1: like a ritual that you do, or do you just kind of ignore it and just do other I things just and distract it. yourself?
0: Yeah, I just ignore it. I try not to be on social media that much, which wasn't wasn't that hard because I haven't been on social media like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy for real though for real though i'm coming back i did make a video last week for real
1: though for real though i'm coming back this is the fourth time this the fourth, this fourth time. week i've heard that but that's okay i'm not pressuring you you yeah. do whatever you feels right for you
0: i'm gonna come back there's a lot happening yeah no I'm- but uh yeah other than that i've also it's not also just that i've also been really busy i know have been talking about it but like uh one of the videos that i Finally got finished editing and then uploaded was the NWA mural video. That
1: thing, that video was so great. I was I was like, before, I didn't even like register, like you did it, but I was watching, I was like, this is a great video. It was shot so well, it was edited so beautifully. You did a really good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I really, really appreciate impressed. it. I was really impressed.
0: Yeah, I uh it took a long time. Well, first off, it took like two almost like two weeks to film. Yeah. And then like uh the thing about those mural videos is, is that like the time lapses are all photos. For sure. And they're like thousands oh, of photos. Oh, they're ph- all
1: photos? Yeah, they're
0: photos. So oh like my, my camera God. takes a photo like every whatever time limit I set And I think for that one it was like every eight seconds. Oh,
1: I didn't realize that. I thought it was like just like a fast-forwarded video.
0: 50 hours. So there was like
1: Oh, you know, when you watch something like that, you don't really, it's like, all goes so quickly and it's fast motion, you don't really think about it. Like how many hours that actually is condensed down into. Wow, that's crazy.
0: And you do a lot of time lapses like that in photos because with video, it's harder to, with photos, you can literally edit each frame. Yeah. So like when the, when the sun sets and stuff, like the temperature changes, it goes Mm -hmm. from like warm to cool Mm -hmm, colors. mm -hmm. So like those things you, it helps to, shoot it in photos so that you can edit it to be oh, more consistent well, same tone. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise like when lights go on and like cars turn and then like mm. white lights, yellow lights, it gets all,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's why you do that. And I don't cause I wouldn't, it wouldn't even occur to me, but it was really well done. I was like, dude, yeah. this thing is cool. And Thanks. The, the mural itself was so creative. I yes. loved it. I, is it finished?
0: Yeah, it's completely finished. So the artist's name is Seth. He's from Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, Are he, you saying Seth? Seth? Seth. S-E-F, as in Frank.
1: Oh, well, you say Seth weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his name is Seth. It is warm. It is warm. His name is Seth. He's from Peru. And he is a very talented portrait artist. But a mm. lot of times recently, he put, he paints children. I guess, like, show children, like, hey, look, you're, you're not just... Kids, you know, you're right. you're just like right pre-adults, right, essentially, right, right. you know, like you have a lot of hope, like to see themselves represented and things like that. And recently he's been painting a lot of the kids, like celebrities and people who've done great things as kids. Like he drew this one, was a little different. The first okay. one he did was Michael Jordan, but it wasn't Michael Jordan as a kid, it was a kid that he painted in real life who represented Michael Jordan as a kid. That was like the first one that started, okay. and then this one he decided to do oh, I see what you're saying as them actually as children yeah, okay. to help represent like, Hey, look, they didn't just grow up to be these legends. that came out of nowhere. Right, like, we right. all started off, you know, and
1: those little kids are still inside them. Yes. Right? Oh, that, that's so meaningful. That's really great. It's so, each person like, did he have like a photo reference of each one or was he it did. just, okay. He had
0: a photo reference for each of the four out of the five starting members, but mm-hmm. then DJ Yella, he couldn't find a baby photo, mm-hmm. a child photo of. So that's why he did it on the side to make it look like it was DJ Yella's notebook and he was the one doing uh, sketches, yeah. Cause the whole <gasps> thing was like made to look like it was like a
1: little kids doodle, like sketchbook. yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like in that. class, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's so creative,
0: man. Yeah, that's it was, so creative. it was very beautiful. <laughs> and it's just like a weird thing because like my sometimes i wonder where i would have been because like photography and videography is something that i taught myself mm-hmm. for the sake of my business right like f- four or five years ago so like we needed marketing and we were like we're in art so we, there should be like art videos and photography and like murals and stuff so we were like man it's going to be so expensive to hire someone for every yeah. single one of those especially when you have art shows every month mm-hmm. We're like, that's gonna be like thousands of dollars just on a monthly basis, you know? And we're like, <laughs> we're trying to survive, you know? So I was like, you know, we're just gonna have to, one of us is just gonna have to take the bullet because me and my partner, Ron, we're doing everything. Right. So I was like, you know what? I was like, you're busy watching the store, so I'm gonna just go on YouTube. Teach myself a teach teach skill. myself, Yeah, teach myself photography and videography, which luckily, YouTube is such like a great, place we
1: say it all the time for man things like you can that. teach yourself anything you can from really it's teach amazing. yourself
0: yeah if you find the right resources yeah. you stay committed you have the you know time to be able to teach yourself and the resources to do it yeah it's really a great place so like I taught myself and then I was like wow I was like I really enjoy this no, but I've awesome. like always enjoyed photography but back when we were younger you know it was Take a very
1: career and stay the path. Not Don't only that but
0: like photography was a hard Oh, hobby to get into. Cause it was so expensive. It was so expensive. Not only did you have to buy this expensive camera, but then like,
1: developing equipment oh my and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: And then remember like how expensive it was to develop a, a role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And then you only got like 24 photos per <laughs> right. role and you're right. like, Oh my gosh. Right. So like, I've always enjoyed it. Like even in high school, I entered this like photography contest while we were in a trip to Va- to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Her history teacher was a photography buff. So she did a photography contest. And I actually, actually, I'm going to put it on the podcast on the video form, but I entered this one photo that I took at one of the places we went to, and it came in second place. And as soon as we got the photos back, my one friend in class, she goes, you know, you only won that, you only got second place because she's like, you know, it's a pussy picture, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because it's like a photo of a house on a hill. And that's it with like the sky, some grass. And she goes, Bro, it literally says pussy on the photo. And I was like, What are you talking about? So the tree branches, the shadows on the ground straight up spell pussy. No
1: way. (laughs) What? The craziest thing. What?
0: The shadows, like, very, it's not even one of those things. Like, one of the S's you might have known for that? No. It's no, just, no, no. It just like crazy timing. Not like,
1: oh, take a picture of the pussy house.
0: Yeah, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. No one ever knew. I don't think anyone else's photos came out that way. I think it was just like weird oh. luck, chance, angle, Like, The timing. shadow and the
1: sun hit the tree exactly right. To- what? Yeah, so like
0: it clearly spells P U S. One of the S's is very small. You have to look into it, but then it just spells P U S S Y and it just spells pussy. And like our history teacher. I, th- we're pretty sure, you know, at the time you weren't like, we're out and proud, you know? Yeah. So like, we're pretty sure she was also gay. So she, she was, there's this like running joke. My friend who pointed this out, she is also gay. So she was just like, you know, it says pussy and of course she's gonna pick you and like, and I was like, what? And then I saw it and I was like, oh my God, really says pussy. <laughs> well,
1: what did the one, what are the pictures that won? What did I don't did? even remember anymore.
0: <laughs> All I know is, is that picture hangs in my house.
1: Really? Yeah. I want to see it. I can't wait to see it's it. It's
0: hilarious. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. And
0: it's just so unassuming. And I literally titled it the pussy picture because <laughs> that's literally what it is.
1: Was that a, were you in high school? Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't name it that when I entered it. Oh, Cause okay. I didn't know until I got it back and I won second place. That was is just so crazy. So
1: funny, but I'm so glad you found something like that you love to do. And you didn't, you didn't even have to go to school for it. You just taught yourself. That's yeah. So awesome. But I wonder
0: where I would be if I did. You know what I mean? Because like all the stuff that I'm doing at production and stuff, it's like, and like, this is something, a point of contention that I had a conversation with my mom with even the most recent one where we had that bit of an argument. Mm -hmm. I told her, I was like, I was like, do you ever feel bad that like, you wonder where I could be in my career if like you hadn't cut the TV cord? Yeah. And you hadn't pushed me to become a psychologist and you were like, clearly this kid loves entertaining. He likes to be in the business and like pushed me towards it. I was wonder where I could be. You know what I mean? So like, but like staying there too long isn't helpful. Right.
1: Right. And that's not going to that's not going to serve you at all. And you still have the opportunities to do the things that you want to pursue. And I think that's something a lot of young people really don't. They get so freaked out. but but it's not their fault no of course not like you ask a four year old what do you want to be when you grow up I don't even know what a job is how the fuck should I know what I want to do you know so they're you know and then they it's always like you can be a fireman a policeman, a teacher, you can be, you know what I mean? It's like so limited. It's like, nobody would ever think like, I wanna be a videographer for street artists. But even that, you know, like, it's like,
0: even those things are like 0.0001% of all the careers that are possibly open.
1: Of course, even now. I mean, yeah. like there are jobs that are exist now that when I was even in college, don't didn't exist. Right? There are jobs that are evolving today as we speak that did not exist. And it's like, I think that's something that if I were 20 years old again, I don't I don't even know that I would know what I would want to do because there's the world is so big. There's yeah. so much you can do. Honestly. It must I be think, so overwhelming to be in your twenties right now. Yeah.
0: I think the Ugh. system needs to change because like they put you through school, they make you learn all these like random things. They don't it's tell you so about what random. you could possibly do. And they're like, now <laughs> go out and figure out what you are. It's right. like what are my options?
1: I don't even know. I don't even know what jobs exist. I went right. to, I went to school for psychology too. I was like, cause I've heard of it. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, that's right. what I picked out of a book. Yeah. I think I might like it. I don't know. And I was like, no. And I fucking left. And, and I think that's the thing too. Is like, I'm, I'm in my late forties and I'm just now starting to do things that I really wanted to do with my life that I didn't have the opportunity to, because, you know, I went to school, I worked for my family. I still do work for my family, but I'm like, I, I, if I could have, what would I have done? And it's like, wait, but I can, so why don't I, you know what I mean? So there's, there was so much, I was really nervous about it. I still am. I still have a lot of reservations about it just because I am taking a lot of risks and I am, you know, doing a lot of things that are, I can't really calculate, you know, being that these things are so new to me, but there there's, I found so much inspiration, even like from the people on TikTok and like from Instagram and stuff. And it's like, I'm older, but I'm not fucking dead. You know what I mean? And I still have a lot of passion for a lot of things. Like, why do I keep stopping myself? What am I so fucking afraid of? Like, obviously I have a lot of responsibilities and I have, you know, a home and kids and I have, you know, a husband and all these things that I do have to take care of. But at the same time, it's like, I'm so, I was so afraid for so long. And had I had the support of, you know, my parents in the more artistic things that I wanted to do, I I don't know. I don't know what I could have done but I don't want to spend so much time wondering what I could have done no. instead of
0: just doing this. Waste of time. Yeah. The only reason you should stay there is to think about like what your passions are, like right. what did you want to do as a kid right. that still kind of lingers today, just maybe right. not as prominently because you spent so many decades Pushing it down right. and pushing it down. Right,
1: I was actually, that's funny, I was in the car with my husband the other day and we were listening to music and he's like, you have such a good ear for like hit songs. And I was like, I always have. And like if, so it, cause it used to be that an artist would put out an album and they would release one song and then put out the album and then you wouldn't know what other song they would like release on the radio or whatever. I always knew which song it was gonna be. You know, or I always had this like, I loved like finding new talents, like going to like shows when I was younger and like going to like smoky bars and listening to like artists. I'd be like, oh, I bet if they signed this. I, but I didn't know that you could be like a talent scout for yeah, music and yeah I, had, I didn't even know that existed and i, I, I think back now i was talking to him, i was like i wonder if i had known that these jobs existed and i had the ability to do it like I, I feel like i would have pursued something in like music and like i really wish i could have done something in in the music industry and again you know who knows i mean i just started a sauce company in a skincare brand. i might as well just start fucking signing artists i don't know hey <laughs> i
0: have experience in that do you yeah did i not tell you about this summer? no okay so I went to school for psychology. I graduated from Temple partially because when I got kicked out of University of Delaware,
1: <laughs> Whoops. I was, was looking through my the, the options. The pee-pee thing, right?
0: <laughs> so many things. Peeing on the RA's yeah, door, yeah, yeah. throwing salt in his food, like destroying thousands of dollars worth of school property because I was drunk. Like all those things added up. Oh,
1: word. And then,
0: oh, this is the worst part. And then I was like, they were going to let me go pending a like hearing with the judiciary committee. And like, I had my godfather at the time who was a pastor come in and he was going to, you know, be a character witness for me and say that during that one year that I took off since I got suspended, that I spent that time studying the Bible with him and like, you know, learning Mm -hmm. to be an adult and grow up. And I literally, my mom was in there and I literally told my mom, I was like, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not show that I am guilty in any sense to show that i have worked really hard to become a better person and mature right first thing the she first does, chance she has a chance to say anything she goes oh my god please forgive my son yeah please forgive him he does he didn't like whatever whatever and like i get it where she came from she's trying to show that like i have remorse and stuff yeah but she also showed that i had Guilt and I did something wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where the whole time I was just like, you know, look, I did mess up. I didn't admit to any of the things, but I was like, I did mess up. I was like, I was going through a really dark place mentally been working on it. Been like finding God, working with my pastor, mm-hmm. you know, and they kicked me out. Oh. Yeah. So, um,
1: but you were talking about your music career. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what right, yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: Huge tangent. <laughs> oh,
1: Ed sent us on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. How unusual. Surprise!
0: <laughs> what a surprise. So then. And we talked about his childhood delinquencies. Anyway, yeah. moving on. So then I get kicked out of school and then I was like, oh, I'm going to graduate. I need to finish school, you know. So then I picked Temple because it was just close and I didn't want to choose. I didn't want to have to move, do all these things. So I went to Temple. and Part of the reason why I chose Temple was I was like, you know what? Silver lining at the very least caused Cosby, Bill Cosby does the commencement speeches every year. Oh, okay. So it's like, at the very least, oh. I could be like Bill Cosby. So, like, yeah, the one <laughs> that didn't reason, age well, but anyway. <laughs> the one reason I chose Temple <laughs> did not age well. Yeah. Not even I that sure long after either. <laughs> like oh a couple true. years after yeah, it yeah. all happened. Um, so but either way, I graduated from Temple with a degree in advertising. And I met a friend, so one of my best friends. Um, Her dad owns like one of the biggest bars in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So through going to that bar all the time, I met this guy who quickly became a very close friend of mine who owned this company called Mantria corporation, which was a investment company. Mm -hmm. And he decided had this idea that one of the investments that they were going to invest in in this leg of their business was to start a record label Mm. well while becoming friends he comes to find out that not only am i just like finishing school for like business and advertising essentially and marketing but i also have this crazy extensive background in music so he was like you know what fuck it why don't you just like come on Run the fucking record label. And I was like, oh my God. I have
1: no idea what I'm doing, but yeah. yes. I was
0: like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I was like, but when they talk about making networks in college, I was like, this is what they're talking about. Right, right, right. So I thought I hit the jackpot, right? So we, um, they, he had signed this artist group. It was this duo rappers. They were called Ice Block. Mm-hmm and they were actually pretty good they were based out of like the uh the virginia dc area the dmv which Mm -hmm. they refer to it as and so it was good you know they were very talented we were getting producers so like a couple months goes by you know we do things like going on the bet summer tour and stuff like that getting them on there we networked with g unit and we were like going to we were like working with them and like collaborating with them so then a couple months goes by it's been about a year at this point I get this sample beat from a remix from the Eurythmics' "Sweet Dreams." Cool, you know which, like, yeah. if anyone in the music biz- business so knows. Distinct. Eurythmics are very stingy with giving out mm. licenses to that song. They've only done it like twice, yeah, and uh, one of which was to Marilyn Manson, which is questionable. But mm. they only given it out like twice, and they approved it for this one. So they approved my the beat that I got. And then I had the great idea of reaching out to Lady Gaga, who was a nobody at the time, mm-hmm. and she had just agreed to do the chorus. So it was going to be literally called "Sweet Dreams" with That's the "Sweet so Dreams." Cool. It was going to be. It was really good. Like we got like the recording. It was all great. And then, like, just as we're about to like finalize it, like get done the mixing and all stuff, so we can like release mm-hmm. it. On um, the SEC comes in. And shuts us down for being a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) Wait. What? And like,
1: weren't you guys a legitimate like business? We were, we
0: were. So we were. How is it a
1: Ponzi scheme? So, like,
0: remember, the whole company was an investment company. And literally two to three weeks before the SEC came in, our CEO was literally on stage with Bill Clinton at the yearly Clinton Global Initiative. Yeah. And he was being awarded by bill clinton for have for making advancements in techs and green technology so the biggest thing that they had was that they said that they had this they came across this company that developed this technology that was able to take bio waste so take things like corn on the cob banana peels put it through this machine that instantly turns it into charcoal biochar okay so it's essentially it was this like revolutionary way to make sustainable energy where you basically take trash it's like back to the yeah. future too is it real trash. is it real so that's the part that i still don't know okay. so this happened like 14 years ago and i feel like if it was really it would have happened by now something would have happened yeah like by when now. doc
1: puts the trash into the delorean
0: which is the crazy <laughs> thing though is, is that like so many people went to the to the refinery refactory whatever the heck it was called and they saw them put bio trash in And then watch these pieces of charcoal come out that look like the corn on the cob that they put in. So like, I don't know which parts were real. I almost think that it might have been real. And then like this thing just fucked up everything for that business. I don't know. Either way, either way, we got shut down for being the... World's largest green Ponzi scheme in the history of the world. Why are world. you not in jail? Because I didn't do anything. I, <laughs> I know, didn't but, do anything.
1: But you were affiliated. I was Couldn't affiliated. Gone to jail, jail though.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, like, I spoke to a lawyer friend recently about this, and he was like, "I am actually really surprised you didn't get indicted because I'm I'm was the, I was the I was the director of operations for the record label, but then like two months before the SEC broke in." My boss had me become director of operations for the whole organization. So I was like, I was like, most of my job on that end was like getting all the spreadsheets of people sending me. And I was just like cross referencing and making sure that all the numbers checked out. But, like, I didn't really understand what numbers I was looking at. I was going to
1: say, didn't it Didn't it make you feel like uh, like the red flag? Like, why am I doing this slightly, job? I don't know anything about slightly, what i But I was also
0: like, you know what? This is a startup. This is just yeah, how they work. Okay, okay. And, like, you know, everyone's hands on deck. Wear multiple hats and, like, get promoted into jobs that you have no idea how to do, it. you right. just have to figure it do out. And I was job like, and just keep this is just how it goes. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times you I was just like, in jail. I literally was like, this looks good. And then just send it up and be like, oh God, if uh, someone comes uh, oh. back with an error, I'm going to be like, I, <laughs> I, don't, don't, know. I don't know
1: how to fix that. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> but basically they came in, the SEC came in. They only cared about our CEO, the COO, the um, head of our legal department and CFO. Did they go to jail? those four people. So that happened in 2009. I was like, are you allowed to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, so this happened in 2009. I wasn't served any papers. I actually left the office with, I was like, well, you know what? I was like, if I'm not going to get paid my last paycheck, I was like, this laptop, this these three monitors, I was like, and this desk, they're mine. And I put them all in my car. A lot of us did. And we just left because we knew we weren't getting paid our last paycheck.
1: Yeah.
0: SEC didn't come after us but for weren't they like You're
1: taking like evidence and shit?
0: No, because they like came and shut us down, but they didn't like... It wasn't like in Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Yeah, like that's these what I'm imagining. Like, yeah. No, they just shut you down. They serve you papers. They take papers, all the legal stuff, but they leave the most majority of stuff. So they're just the like whatever, yeah. you know. And they just leave. And then it wasn't until like literally a year and a half, two years ago, that the CEO and the COO got um, convicted. Oh shit! It took like fourteen I years, say, and a- during those fourteen years, the COO who's like. I found out during the course and after that he was just like this huge scam artist. Oh no. But like during those 14 years, he scammed other people. Some Mm -hmm. of whom were close friends of mine who literally right before he, they gave them money, him money. I was like, do not give Troy any money.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I was like, we literally know that that he's like a scam artist. I was like, he literally just ripped off like, millions like i think the paper said it was like 30 million dollars but i remember reading spreadsheets where we had like upwards of a hundred million dollars in
1: assets
0: yeah so it's like i was like i was like you know what I mean? I was like, us "Don't give this us. idiot any money." And my friends, like, literally, were like, "You know, you know." How sometimes you tell people not to do things, yeah. and they just kind of get a little salty at you, and they're like, "Fuck you, whatever." You don't want me to be successful. That's what happened to me, and then they like ended up losing like tens of thousands of their own personal savings.
1: Oh no! And I tried to warn you. Man. I didn't even say that.
0: I was just like in my head. I was like, "I fucking told you so." Like I fucking <laughs> told you so.
1: Well, so I guess you made a nice career pivot after that.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> But well, like, it was crazy, though. Like, being an A&R was fun. It was also really stressful. I bet. I come to find out that payolas are a real thing because I was the one who had to carry $10,000 to radio stations and be like, hey, what thanks for- What is a for- payola? Oh. So in the music industry and entertainment industry in general, I'm probably going to get killed for even saying this. Oh, but no. Not really. Okay, I was like- It's murder? pretty well known, but I don't feel like anyone really goes- So, like, payolas are when you pay for things to be- Played on the radio. Played on the radio okay. for people to get interviews, like whatever the heck it is. greasing
1: some wheels with some Yeah, cash. so
0: like I would go to the radio station with our artists and then they would like do an interview and then after the interview, I'd like give the DJ $10,000. $10,000? $10, yeah, that's how much payolas typically were. And then you would like, and then they would like commit to unofficially playing their songs during the busiest parts of the day, which outside of anyone who knows what payolas are, you just go, Wow, they're putting this random song that I've never heard of of artists that I've never heard of in the right. mix. I must just be not in the know. Right, right. You know what I mean? And like do DJs have
1: exclusive power on what they play on the radio? Or is I would imagine there's like producers and stuff that do that. Like I, that's what I always thought. Like they just kind of were like, These are the songs you're gonna play, introduce these songs no, by no, these no. artists. They, I'm sure
0: there are some where they're like, hey, I need you to play this new artist. Like this is really hot, play these. But there's also like so many hours in the day where they're playing spinning yeah. music that like they also get to put in whatever they want. Interesting. I did not know that. So like, uh, yeah, one of the most famous payola artists um, that I feel like some of the public knows about is like Britney Spears.
1: Okay. Well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But that's what I mean. People are always like, oh, she got paid, but it's like, right. You have to get paid to get in front. Yeah. but Like if you suck, right. People are still going to be like, "Eh, oh, I don't know why they're playing this and they're not going to get the play. You know what I mean? So like there's, it's just to get your foot in the door, but it's a real thing. It is a real thing in the industry.
1: Oh, never mind, I don't want to do that job. It sounds so complicated. <laughs> it, sounds it was like too much. I don't want to do that anymore.
0: But, I just but like the music. part of like, but that, but the only part I really remember and like cherish was like being able to put together songs and projects. Cause like if we didn't get, if the SEC had just backed off for one month, one month, <laughs> One month because like one of
1: the biggest hits of all time. One of the
0: biggest hits of all time. And I would probably still to this day be an AR person. Yeah. Because probably. like without any hits, I couldn't go to a Sony and be like, hey, hey yeah. so like I almost and this had before this lady, lady Gaga got,
1: did like Just so, Dance.
0: It was like right when she had just dance, but it was it was like months before her song with Wale came out. Mm, remember that song? And then it did problem. Like, yeah, it was like months before that. Uh-huh. So like we would have been that first collaboration yeah. she did that brought her into hip hop Got it. and vice versa. It was going
1: to be huge. I remember the first time I heard her, I was like, she's going to be a star. And I don't know everybody did it, but I was like this this chick's gonna really fucking go somewhere. Yeah. And now look, I told you I should have been an <laughs> Cause
0: like Because I thought it. Because I was like, not only is she going somewhere, I was like, but this is someone who's so brand new. She has yet to tap into like the urban so hip hop market. So many genres that she and, can go right, into. Right. And I yeah. was like, we can do this thing where we bridge and be symbiotic relationship. Right. We're good for you know mass, and she's able to get more Whatever into like urban market. Wants, yeah, however, like everything. Yeah those are the things I hold on to, but I can't go to a job interview and be like, I, I almost, almost, what? Like, I was
1: very close to being the person that discovered. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got to yeah, just so like you know. helped her
0: get big yeah. and then like almost had this other group. And all I
1: got out of it was a computer,
0: but not just a computer because now years later, I'm actually trying to write a book about what happened.
1: Oh, this, this, oh, well, as you're telling the story, I'm like, this feels like a movie script.
0: Every time I tell people that that's what they say. So that's what I literally started being like, you know what? I think I should write a book that then hopefully gets sold in the movie. Okay. So and I who, can finally catch would you. Who want to play you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I don't even know. I don't know because there's people that I wish would play me and I would hope to keep it relevant in that sense but i also have this really weird feeling that depending on like how the contracts are signed they're going to whitewash my character
1: mm. but it would have to be a character that is like you and you speak english perfectly and you live in america so those characteristics would be
0: the i don't know how they're going to be able to whitewash unless he just completely replace it with another story but like my childhood growing up playing the cello is going to be a part of the book because it's being part of the reason why I got the So you're
1: talking about like whole like biography. You're not talking about just that one part No, no, no,
0: it is. It is just going to be about that one part, but there's going to be some stuff that leads up to Uh, it for character development uh, and stuff, right? Because like what I'm doing is I'm going to write it as a fictional book. Good idea. So that That I don't have to get sued. (laughs) I don't have to get sued. I don't have to get like 20,000 people to sign off on it and read it and do all this stuff. But... It's mostly going to be about this Ponzi scheme and this experience that I had in the music industry and how it all just culminated together because like everyone is like this is crazy and like everyone thinks about how evil it is because like yeah the nature of how of he course. stole the money he literally sold people into thinking that they're helping they're save the, the world, world. Ugh. and really this motherfucker Damn. was just stealing money so like people think it's crazy without knowing any of that and I'm pretty sure even when it went to trial No one knew what happened to the money. Well, this motherfucker called me his best friend for like three years. I know where all the money went. I was like there for the spending of a lot of it.
1: Oh, Do you know what I mean? Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you mean by you guys. I was just there (laughs) benefiting from him spending. it. so like we would like go to the strip club like every week. And like one time, one of my friends was there and he was like talking with this one dancer and I kept telling him, I was like, hey man, um, she's charging. He's like, no, very naive, very nice guy. But he was like, no, we're just talking. I was like, "Uh, she's charging you. I was like, it has been over an hour. And at the end of the night, he sure enough, he comes up to me, he goes, um, so she's charging me $700. And I was like, i was like what the fuck man and then like you know ceo <laughs> paid for all of it you know what i mean man yeah you know and like we Maybe would take gone into streams <laughs> we like took our clients there and like he one time took like a bunch of our friends flew us in a private jet to like vegas and yeah, like this
1: is total fucking scumbag <laughs> rented
0: out like the wind hotel like yeah. in the first month after it had been built we I've... like partied next to rihanna oh she's great yeah there was like a uh rehab there was like a pool at the um hard rock cafe yeah. and it was like on sunday it was called rehab mm-hmm. it was this like pool party so it's just one massive pool where yeah. everyone just sits in together Gross. and they all like pee drink you know uh, whatever and there's petri dish well, yeah, yeah literally yeah. Pee, drink, pee drink yeah. <laughs> but there was literally one private pool in all of rehab we rented that t pain came and like performed and party like it was crazy you know what i mean like I'm pretty sure half the money went up their noses. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was there. They would like be this is working kind
1: of like Wolf of wall street meets like the hangover and like, it sounds, there's definitely a, a movie here. Yeah. Definitely, and like, that's what I mean. Least. Like,
0: and, and he was like a pathological liar. And I think I know enough about his childhood and some of his traumas to really be able to give that insight. But yeah. like, I should have known this motherfucker was like such a pathological liar. Uh-huh. like, One time he tried to tell us that he was engaged to Lauren Conrad. like from the OC. Like was at the time or it was like, like I was once. Like, right? When I started working for him became friends with him, he claimed that like just a year prior, like right before I met him, he was engaged to LC and uh, I was like.
1: It's, isn't that such a convenient yeah, story? Yeah, I just remember. Right before he, I met you, we just broke yeah, up.
0: And I just remember even thinking at the time, like social media was like still someone new yeah. and I was even like, but paparazzi would have, I was like, you would be somewhere yeah, in the news. Yeah, she was popular forever. Somewhere, you right. know what I mean? He claimed that he like, dated and hooked up with like kim kardashian and i was like all of these things i should have known better but like you just chalk it up and like even the partying and stuff but you just chalk it up to you're like this is just what a successful ceo of a company that generated like 30 to 100 million dollars this is just this how is what they do are. for fun this is how much money they make they're able to have fucking money already you know right, what i mean you just right. like think that it's it's Pings as a red flag, yeah. But then you talk yourself out of it because you're course. like, "What do I know? What now, do I well, know?" That's,
1: that's what all people who see red flags do, right? Yeah, Is they convince themselves that it's a green flag, right?
0: I I'm, mean, I'm like, colorblind. yeah. When you're like sleeping in a free suite in, in like Vegas, you're like. Pff- this is normal. Yeah,
1: no, I I don't know. I, I've known people like that in my life and I've always had a very bad feeling about being around those people. And I've been to the strip clubs and I've been to the Vegas parties and I'm like, I don't know, something about this just feels like this money's dirty. That's and what I mean. Really, That's why I like I worked, worked for it and stuff, it. but like
0: I never was like, hey, you know what, this is my family, life. we right. should invest in this. Right. No point, because I was no. like, something isn't sitting right. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna ride this roller coaster ride. Right. I'm gonna get the experience. But an I'm an not going to get too make the in. money that I make. Yeah. No. Right. Wow. It was weird, but I used to be an AR person, but what? all of that to say <laughs> my life took a crazy trajectory that nobody would have ever predicted. Like of course. no one could have ever predicted. And like even knowing the stuff that I know about jobs now only became, because after that I became a recruiter. Right. And that's when I started to be like, Oh my God, there's so many jobs. Like for instance, I found out about this job called being a process engineer. That. Yeah. You literally engineer processes and it sounds really boring. I don't even
1: understand what that means. I know I know th- I'm getting that. You just repeated
0: that word. <laughs> hey, yeah, I told you you <laughs> would do that. You're like, what is a.
1: Engin- process engineer? A flub is gaster. gaster. And you're like, you know, someone who gas like, flub. What? Why, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why? you're just, you just fucking repeated what you just said. I know, said no, no, I was going to get and there. I told me nothing. But basically
0: what it means is that like this person comes in, they come into a company, typically like manufacturing or whatever, they go over the processes and they tell you about redundancies. Okay, and about like where you could be saving money and it being more like efficient. A job. It, it like is a hard job. job, but like it is a hard job and you have to go to engineering school and you have to yeah. have an engineering degree of a bachelor of science for it, but like, judging things in people and telling them like what's wrong with them and like what they could do to be be better like that's that's like my whole thing like I would have been such a great process And even like when I watch stuff I'm like oh my god this is stupid this you need to get rid of this person you need to do this if you did this you would save money like I didn't even have to go to school I was talking about people who like cuddle for a living (laughs) yeah yeah that's stuff too but I just mean that there's like so many jobs yeah there's so many jobs so many jobs
1: I mean even now like influencing is a job yeah that didn't Exist. podcasting yeah. is a job none like, of this stuff
0: exists 10 years right, ago. of course
1: not it was f- for me it definitely did it yeah you know? and
0: these two things are now two of the most coveted jobs i know in the world which like leads you to a place you're like look if you are in a place where you're like i don't know what to do with my life i don't know if this is going to cause you more anxiety or bring you comfort like you don't know what's going to happen in 10 years anyway right the whole world can change right and, and will the but- most coveted jobs in 10 years may not even exist now right And
1: there are jobs, of course, that used to exist that don't exist anymore that are completely obsolete,
0: which goes to say, though, the thing that I have noticed is that the people who oftentimes are able to change with the ebb and flows of that kind of evolution tend to be people who are doing something that they love, of course, because when you do something that you love, you tend to be a little bit more focused on. Innovation, Mm -hmm. making things better, being the best, all those things typically tend to put you in a place where, like, when changes happen, you're at a better position. Right. Right.
1: Honestly, I, that's how I feel about content creation. I know it sounds I, and I, I didn't know it really was anything that I could ever even do up until just like three years ago. I love doing it. I mm-hmm. really like, it's really stressful, but I'm always thinking ways that I can like make my videos better. How can I introduce it? What more of a hook can I do on this? Like, can I integrate different types of music? Can I, inter- what can I do to make it, you know, more exciting and fun and informational yep. and whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do I really like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do. Until those
0: things become very heavy and you're like, oh, I need a break. Of, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that comes with the territory. Yes. That comes with the territory. But like I would, I mean, I could never have prepared to do this job in my education up until that point. I was in the college in the early 90s. You know what I mean? Like this was the internet had just happened. You know, right. literally. I remember my sister, she called me, was like go to the library, there's a thing called the internet. I was like, internet, internet, schminternet, this is stupid, you're yeah. so
0: dumb. Have you ever heard of a card ca- a card, a card catalog? catalog?
1: Dewey Decimal System, yeah. bitch, Look, that's what's real. Yeah. That's what is <laughs> real stuff, you yeah. lunatic.
0: And it translates to every library, like this is universal. Yeah.
1: But I never in college would be like, I wanna major in making three minute videos about every single thing <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, like I never could have, but like, I guess maybe just living my life has gotten me to be able to do this that I really really love doing it. And, but I will say I don't I don't know if I have the the courage to take the leap into just like full content creation as like my job. like that sounds so scary to me and I know there's so many people that do it and make an incredible living doing soon. it soon.
0: We're that's so scary. It. Yeah.
1: That's so scary for me. Like yeah. I've had this same career that I've been in for 27 years and to just be like, all right, I'm going to let it go. My steady paycheck. I'm going to let, It's like, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, of course I have responsibilities beyond just myself, which yes. prevent me from just taking that leap. But even if I didn't, I wonder like, do I have the guts? That's, that's, that's the thing. And I, I, I grapple with that every day, every day. I'm like, yeah, I
0: mean, you say that, but you also just started like two other companies. So it's like, I you do did. have the guts, <laughs> but it's also being smart. Yeah. You can't like, I don't know that I would be doing it full time if I didn't have to close down my business. Right. You know what I mean? It was like right. kind of a happen. You kind of have to do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the two companies that I started, I will say like, there's no way I could have done it on my own anyway. You know, my older sister and my younger sister are two very, very important branches of both of the two new companies. In case you don't know, I already have a skincare company with my sister is called 410 Beauty and we just launched, well, pre-launched the, you know, Sujia's Gotujang, you know, sauce company, Sujia Sujia Foods. Foods. Sujia Foods,
0: another jingle.
1: Yeah. but because of my sisters is the only reason I was able to do it. Yeah. There's so many legalities and licenses and LLCing. I don't even know what that word is. I don't even know what that means. A little bit of liability, it's something. Um, <laughs> and then my younger sister, you know, has her MBA and she's like, we need to do this. And she sets up all the emails and does all the how we process payments and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. But I think But they, they also can't make three-minute videos that no, get millions of views. They'd rather
1: be fucking dead. Yeah. My sisters are like, we will do anything we'll do anything, but have to make content. Please don't make us do that. I was like, I wouldn't fucking trust you with it anyway. (laughs) So like, that's no problem. They, it's so funny. Like we're so, so different in like every possible way, but in like the ways that just kind of like fit every each other's stuff. So it's working out, I guess, you know, that we soft launched the sauce and, and it's, we've already gotten a really good response from it. And you know, it's, it's been great. But I think that just, again, keeps my older sister's a lawyer. You know, my younger sister, you know, what has her MBA and she's like a business person and we're like doing things that we never would have done in ways that we didn't know we could do. Yeah. You know, we didn't know that this was going to be something that we could do. And so now we're just kind of, you know, taking the leap in our late forties and fifties. Like, fuck it.
0: Well, you also have to remember that like, well, first off, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank very you. Very well deserved. Thank it's you. been a long time coming. I know really not that we've known each other that long, but it's been this whole but, year. It, it has yeah, been this absolutely. whole year. Yeah. And, um, but like, if you really think about it, like are the generations that came before us and I don't know, I really don't understand these people, but also have so much respect and awe for them because it was the era of like, you don't do what you love. You just work a job, you feed your family. And then like these people that used to like whatever job it was, whether it was like, like, could you imagine going to a mine for 30 years? Like who enjoys working in a mine? No, no no one. one. No one, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't have that in me. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? Like I will well, leave a job. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I fucking hate, hate this. this. This isn't who I am. Like we have that privilege. And like and I understand when you have, when jobs become something from like whatever you do to make money, get a pension, get 401k, whatever, feed your family and then be able to retire one day. Right. We no longer live in them. We're now like living in this, like, Hey, be who you want to be. Find yourself. But Let me ask you this.
1: Doesn't that concern you? Like that one day there will be no air conditioning repair people that there will be no people who want to do the jobs that nobody, you know what I mean? Like, cause everybody's going to be pursuing jobs in, in, influencing you know what I mean like I think about that I don't
0: know that that's necessarily true either because like while all these college jobs were going like when I was recruiting there was a huge deficit in a lot of skilled labor jobs Mm -hmm. so like a lot of like electronic Mm -hmm. you know like assembly or even just like no like even like assembling electronics you know Or like uh, welders and like skilled labor. Yeah, like skilled laborers, like people who like run machines and stuff. Like you know, like yes, the machines are automated, but someone still has to program that machine. Yeah, Yeah, like those jobs, like there was a lot of deficit, and and like now they're paying really well. Yeah, because like no one is. Yeah, there's that.
1: That's good. Well, at least that's how it should be.
0: I think some. I think a lot of jobs will be phased out. You know what I mean? Like even up until six months before today ai was just like this thing in movies you're like robots robots and now it's like literally everywhere i literally updated some of my editing um programs yesterday and all of them were updated with ai functions you know so like we don't know where things are going so i guess what we're trying to say is that like don't freak out too much no try to find something that you're that you like, enjoy, or maybe you're just good at, and you enjoy it because you're good at it. But and you th- enjoy
1: it because you can make a lot of money out of it. Yes, that's all. Of things those things too. Are like valid. a lot of things. People are motivated by so many different things. Hopefully, if you're lucky, the things that you enjoy, that you're passionate about that you're good at, you can make a living doing, Yeah, but that, that is also daunting. That's really daunting. And I know a lot of people who are in their like early twenties or like just starting out or maybe didn't go to college or just getting out of college. They're like, I don't know what I want to do. And like I feel like so many people feel this pr- tremendous pressure to know what they're going to do exactly no. when they're supposed to do it. And it's like, there's no way to know. And even if you don't know, it's okay. It might come to you and it might not. And And you can't Always predict
0: those things for right. yourself,
1: and that that can be very scary. So, like, I really acknowledge that. I yeah, acknowledge. I that. mean,
0: life is a journey. It is, and if you feel like you have to reach a destination by the age of twenty, like, God no, that sounds horrible. I, and I.
1: I'm not, I'm not saying that not, not every 20 year old is this way. I was a fucking idiot when I was 20. I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to party and I just wanted to have fun. And I didn't want to think about what I was going to do for my living or whatever. I didn't. And it wasn't until I was about like maybe 27 that I started really like thinking about my career. And so then I went to design school and all that stuff and that worked out great, you know, for, for what I do now, you know, but I don't know that. I did it cause I was necessarily like super passionate about it. It was just, I went because I was good at it. And I knew that my family could use this skill to go into the next phase of, of our family business, which, which it did. And it worked out great for the last, you know, two, three decades, but you know, sometimes you just do stuff to just get by in, you the, do. Moment, in the
0: moment. And the only thing I can say is, is that like, even no matter what you end up doing or what you were, whatever you end up in, just, try to make the most of it learn from it and use it as a point to like expand your skill sets your experiences because like if anyone is an example of it i feel like all the misturns mistakes the happen chances the how did i end up here's kind of all led me to here Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it it was like like The having if I didn't get kicked out of college and then like find a school that had an advertising major, then I wouldn't be able to have a lot of this like marketing experience and background information and knowledge that I know if I didn't go to that A&R job, I wouldn't know how to look at business numbers or like, you know what I mean, how to implement some of those numbers and then like going into recruiting like. It all and then like starting my own business, the wrong business that ended up leading me towards photography and film. It all led me to what I'm doing
1: now. Now, of course. And I think anybody could trace back every single thing. And it's not just even like career, like life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we had a very tragic thing happen in our family which required me to move out of my parents' house, which then required me to find a place to live in Santa Monica. I found a place to live in Santa Monica. I got married to my first husband. We got divorced. Had we not gotten divorced, I wouldn't have become the party animal that I was. I started going to this bar that I loved. and I went there seven nights a week and was a fucking drunk for a long time. But had I not gotten divorced, I don't mean to laugh. I wouldn't have been that drunk. Yeah had I not been going to that bar every single night, I wouldn't have met my friend Kelly. My friend Kelly was then offered a job down the street at a different bar. That different bar happened to be owned by my current husband. Now it had all those tragic things, weird oh. little things and twists and turns had not happened. How did I always think you guys met on a dating app? Oh, I don't know. Cause we met in our late, th- mid thirties. That's what people in their mid thirties often do, but no, it was more traditional. I was a drunk and so was he. <laughs> and he was the bar. <laughs> and keep. he owned the bar. And I was like, I'm yeah. going to marry the guy that owns the bar. But had that family tragedy had not happened. Had I not, gotten divorced, had I not gone through that tragic moment in my life and then went through this really dark path, you know, in my life, it wouldn't have led me to all the things where I am now, even, you know, all of those things that at the time seemed so heavy and hard and challenging. You have to look back at it and be like, it brought me here. It made me stronger. It made me better. It made me smarter. And it brought me here. And here's where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, And no, not everything was. Exactly the way I. None of it was the way I it. Not yeah. one single fucking minute. Not one thing. I life. never thought that I was going to be drunk for a year and a half straight. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and often, you know, wake up on the floor in my bathroom, you know, because I had gone through a really painful divorce. I didn't think that, the, you know, and even at the time, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But when I look back now, I was like, I was so not fine. I was so sad. I was so depressed. It was such a sad, you know, time for me. But you know, I. Not to be like, but I got through it. No, I got through it in a really, you know, (laughs) destructive way, but I got through it. And had it not happened, I wouldn't be married to the man I'm married to now with the children that I have now in the home that I live in. You know what I mean? None of those things would have happened. You know, who knows? It's like that movie, right? Sliding doors. Yes. Right. I feel like we've talked about it before, Um, but you know, had I not (laughs) dated my... The, a man that lived in my apartment complex and everybody Hayden was like, that's like the worst guy in the world that you could possibly be. Today. I was like, yeah, I'm super destructive. You know, like he's the one who took me to the bar the first time that bar that,
0: Oh yeah.
1: Wow, I forgot about that. He was so gross. He was such a scumbag, such a scumbag. I was like, you're perfect for right now. You're <laughs> oh, perfect. I'll never end up with you. He was just like so sleazy. I was like, perfect. You were exactly the opposite of any kind of person I ever want to hang out with. But let's hang out for like a few months. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it was like I said, it was in a very self-destructive phase. But he was like, let's go to this bar. I was like, I don't want to go to that bar. And he said, just come with me. So we went. And then I, you know. It all, you know, it's history from there. But, you know, sometimes the, the road that you, you take isn't the, the one that's always the most illuminated. It's sometimes the, the dark, dingy one. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. It's true.
0: And, and like, I'm not sure that I'm a huge proponent of like things happen for a reason. I don't really love that. I don't not believe in it. Yeah. But I, it just like you seems too to per You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it's more about like taking your experiences and letting them be for something.
1: Yeah. And maybe. I think
0: that's more of what it or, is. Or
1: yeah. Or give it the the honor it for what it right. was and honor it for where it took you, even though you maybe you did plan it or maybe you didn't.
0: Right. Right. Like I think about that a lot. I, I know I went through a lot of childhood trauma, but like it ended up making me the person who I am today. Right. And I like, I don't hate who I am today. I think you're sure could things be a little bit better. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like, could I be swimming in a Scrooge duck mansion filled <laughs> with money? Like that would be great. And I that's not happening. Be yet. More painful than people think. No, no, it was
1: swimming in a pool of coins. That
0: sounds yeah. terrible. Or like it's bills. And then you come up with like chlamydia on your face, you know, but like
1: even just the smell. Yeah. Sometimes kids get in, like, like the kids from soccer practice. I'm like, you gotta smell like pennies. It's uh, so gross.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> but you know things happen for a reason like ron and i met at our recruiting job that we both hated oh really yeah i didn't know
1: that i thought you guys met on a dating app
0: (laughs) (laughs) there is Bumble for friends but there uh, are yeah
1: oh that's cute
0: but then it was like then talking about how miserable our jobs were where i was like hey do you ever think about moving to la i was like because i need to move back to la because i hate it here Uh and i'm too scared to do it alone you
1: just scooped him up and brought him pretty much i I didn't know that with
0: the idea of of starting this business yeah. but yeah that's pretty much what it was and if it wasn't for that i may still be miserable in philadelphia wow
1: that is cute yeah so
0: like things happen for okay so things don't happen for a reason but sometimes they do yeah. and then sometimes things happen and then it better things happen because you made the best of it you accepted it right and you were in men- you need to mentally be in a place where you're able to accept the changes that happen of course. from the shitty things because if you're just stuck in this this sucks this sucks this sucks you will miss those opportunities, you know?
1: Or you won't see them for what they are. Yes. I think that's a lot of what it is. Is a lot of people are like, well, I'm not getting any opportunities or like I'm not, you know, see this this isn't working out the way that I wanted. It. It's like, no. And and granted, that could definitely be the case. But there have been times where things have happened. I'm like, God, it didn't work out the way that I, I wanted. But it actually worked out better than I'd planned. And had it not worked out this way, I don't know that it would have turned out as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been so fortunate in being able to acknowledge and recognize and, like I said, honor the fact that even though it didn't go my way in the way that I wanted it to, I ended up. I don't want to say better for it. I maybe learned something for it from it, or I maybe was able to step into a different direction because of it or however it worked. But I think a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to execute, especially now. I feel like so many people feel so much pressure to execute everything perfectly now. And it's like, (laughs) Babe, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, Even I, if you wanted to, it's not going to happen. Part of that is because of social media. Like social media's yeah. been great because it exposes you to so many other options that you could be doing. You're like, "Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that people could do that or that's a job or that's a place or yeah. any of those things." But at the same time, you're also seeing these people who are where you want to of be course. and they're there already, and maybe sometimes they're younger than you or whatever, and right. you just and that stuff sometimes can be A little debilitating.
1: Sure. Well, I think a lot of people have to really understand. And I, this is a thing that like people who are in marketing do, like there's a difference between aspirational marketing and inspirational marketing, Mm -hmm. right? Do I want, do I want to be that? Or do I want to take something from that and create something else out of it? Like, and I think that is where a lot of people don't know that there's a a divert diversion between Mm -hmm. those two things. There are, of course, I want to be like, what's her name? Charlie D'Amelio or I want to take inspiration from something Charlie D'Amelio does and create something of my own right. from it. And I think a lot of people don't know that those are separate things. You know, you don't, you don't have to be an influencer just like this to be successful no. doing, you know, something else kind of
0: like it or no, in know, fact, drive those from people it. people became successful because they, owned it they did what was authentic to them it doesn't mean that it had to be a unique idea right you know we live in an age where like is anything really unique anymore it's just a matter of like whatever you identify with whatever makes you happy and that's what i mean like when you find something that you do that you love Mm -hmm. or good at and love whatever the reason is you're more positioned in a place to like to like, you know,
1: elevate move it, with tweak it, it yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. do to, all kinds of different yeah, things. Yeah. So then
0: when like things change, or like, and it, it puts you in a place to like come up with good ideas, right. to be creative, like that's So that's the stuff that really matters is find the joy, find the thing to learn, find the thing to master in whatever you're doing, and just realize that like nothing is permanent. Mm-mm. You can make, I know it feels like it's the end of the world, but it, most of the times, unless you're like pressing a red button that says, don't press, the world <laughs> will blow up. It won't be the end of the world. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Just trust roll me with it. Just learn from it. Just do it. <sighs> Fuck it. Because you can be almost 40. Or almost 50. Yeah. And still be like, I don't really know what I want. You know what? One of my favorite shows when I was younger was um, the show called The Pretender. I don't know that I'm familiar. Oh, my God. So there was a show. It was like, I think it was like on NBC. Okay. It was like roughly around like when I was like 14, 15. It was a show. It was on like Saturday nights or whatever. And it was this guy who was so smart that he got abducted as a child. And then they like put him through all these things. And he basically escapes. And like when they captured him, they like put him in situations where he was so smart that he was able to figure stuff out. But then he escapes from that program as an adult and then he lives by taking on different jobs everywhere he goes because he's just trying to blend in Uh so like he'll go somewhere figure out a way to be a doctor and like just work as a doctor for a little bit until like you know he has to move again and then he'll like move somewhere else and like figure out how to be like a construction worker and like do that kind
1: of like quantum leap but different
0: yes (laughs) so like that show i always loved because i was like i don't know what i want to do i was like in fact Don't how want can I, try I be this guy, yeah, how do yeah, I do, always do everything? everything? Yeah.
1: yeah, I think that always comes back to just like the Korean way of eating. Yeah. I don't want just one thing. I want all the little things. I want a
0: whole table full I'm, of food to pick from. I'm
1: doing on of careers right yeah,
0: now. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> career <laughs> on. <You're banchan. like, laughs> I want something savory and sweet, but the next bite, really I want something spicy. I want
1: something that's kind of yeah. sour, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kinda... And then I would just
0: want meat. <laughs> you know
1: what? I've been trying to figure out like how I want to describe. And I, Joanne said she called it my like career ho phase, but I think it's more of my career on phase, where it's like <laughs> I want to do lots of little things. I think that that's actually works for me. Same,
0: same, but different. You know? Awesome.
1: All right. Well, good one. I yeah. think, I feel inspired. Yeah. I want to go do more stuff.
0: We're good. We are going to do more stuff. Susie and I are gonna <laughs> write a book.
1: Oh, you just put it out into the world.
0: Yeah, so we're holding ourselves accountable. Oh
1: boy. It's gonna be great.
0: It is gonna be great. Don't tell anybody
1: what it's gonna be about.
0: Oh no, I haven't even said the genre of book. I just mm-hmm. said book. <laughs> Horror. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Slasher. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to write I'm like, that. I'm too scared. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, something simpler. Yes. Or we're giving yes, away too much.
1: Yes. Shh. Anyway, thank you all for joining us so much on this episode today. I thought it was, um, I feel inspired by it. Yeah. I always feel like, okay, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to take something from this. And then today I'm going to take away the I idea. I mean, that was that the
0: message of this whole episode. We technically. Can do, yeah.
1: Do, do shit. So I hope so. <laughs> do stuff, man. Go do things. Yeah. But,
0: um, <laughs> hopefully we're still going to do pregnancy cravings. I'm sorry. This is like oh the my fourth god! Week I don't want to talk
1: about it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also. Um, yeah
1: cool <laughs> i do want to eat stuff yeah oh we we will actually next week week after
0: oh right right yeah. right yeah, stay yeah, tuned
1: yeah. We, we're working on the details oh, like, all right we've been very we, clearly I, we have both been very very busy we're both doing so many fucking things right now But anyway thank you again for joining us and uh <laughs> thank you for <laughs> Oh my, did you see my dad? That's why he just came oh. over and waved. He just distracted me. Yeah. Bye, dad. Bye. <laughs> he walked over and was like,
0: wavy. I was
1: like, bye. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you being here with us week after week. We really do.
0: Yep. And please, if you are watching us on uh, YouTube, oh my gosh. What's that website called? Rain dead <laughs> If you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell. Ah, Ding. <laughs> My action and what you just ding, said ding, 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 is ding, ding, ding.
1: <laughs> Oh, and if you want to write a jingle, do it. Submit it. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yes, we will credit you. Yeah. But make sure you follow us on our socials as well.
1: You can find me at sujo1 on TikTok and Instagram.
0: And you can find me at Etch Sketch with a ga Or you can find the podcast at What in the SheBide. If you do want to write into us. Write in at whatintheshibot at gmail.com. Please know that we do not respond to the many emails that we do get, but please do write in. We do love reading them.
1: Yes, we do. Thank
0: you so much. But other than that, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next one. Okay, Okay, bye. bye!